So on this episode on the Stephen Sully study, um, it's a bit of a of a mixed one. Um, I wanted part of it to be uh, a gratitude and a thank you message to all the uh, listeners that I've got on the podcast uh, channel or my YouTube channel. Um, and the second part is to conclude the training sessions that I have with Mel Dean, the uh, Irish rugby player, Comrade Williams, the Olympian from the 2012 Olympic Games, track runner, and then a good friend of mine, Bradley, super ski, who's got super fit boxing, um, who I train with uh, down Crayford, I think is at uh, Europa Gym. So uh, I've gone past the 50, 50th episode. I believe this is going to be number 51. Um, I've got to say time has flown and I haven't done too much in regards to trying to influence uh, people to jump onto my podcast or go onto the YouTube channel. I always said that I'll get a year under my belt, which is going to come up in September. I think September the 10th or something. And then I'm going to start doing a marketing strategy and a push to um, capture a lot more of an audience and uh, to get more engagement. Uh, but those who have been listening to me, I, I've had plenty of direct messages. I've even had one person st stop me in the street um, and talk to me about my podcast, which was very humbling. And um, I've got to say, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, YouTube channel or doing something where you're going to build up your digital footprint or your reach, I can't emphasize how, how important I feel it is. Um, in the modern world, in the modern day, I, I feel if you're going to um, start your own business, I think part of your strategy should be to have some kind of online engagement, whether that's going to be for a podcast or YouTube channel. Um, a person said to me who I look up, I look up to, very, very wealthy guy, um, but he has made his money through more of a traditional route. And what I mean by traditional route is a, 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 a typical uh, business, which is taking years and years and years to develop. And he's very, very successful, very switched on person. Um, and he said to me, why are you continue doing it? Well, number one, it's a passion for me doing podcasting. I really, really enjoy it. I love meeting new guests. I believe that your net worth is determined slightly by your network. And every time I do a podcast, I, I'm expanding my, my, my network. Also, I get a lot of education and inspiration and motivation by my guests. I love hearing their challenges and how they've come over adversity. But then also, um, my answer to him was, it's the modern day CV. Um, when my brother's just done, done it recently because he's applying for a new job and he's had to write out a CV, but I honestly do feel that most employers today will jump on the internet, look at your social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or they're just going to look you up on the internet. I feel if you've got guests on your podcast, I feel like if you've got a YouTube channel, I feel if you train and you capture that content, I feel if you do public speaking, if you're a reader, if you do charity work, if you work with maybe a younger demographic and you're trying to inspire them, I think that holds a lot more weight than a typical CV. I'm not saying your A-levels, your GCSEs or um, your university degrees don't count for anything because they certainly do. But I just feel today in the modern world, having a online presence and a digital, digital footprint in the form of, let's say, a podcast or something, is um, is definitely definitely uh, current. It's up to date, and it and it's real. You know, um, sometimes you can fake a couple of things on your CV, but it's very very difficult to fake fake things in uh, on camera. So this is a big thank you to say uh, to everyone who's listened, all my guests, 
uh, people that reached out to me and um, I've got plenty more really good guests coming up over the next uh, few weeks. And also a big well, well done and thank you to Mimboso. I'm in the co-working space at their head offices. It's going to be some very, very exciting things happening. If you don't know what Mimboso is, it's a wellness platform. Stands for mind, body and soul. Very good platform. Very exciting things happening. I can't wait to, uh, to show you more and, and reveal a bit more. So going on to the second part, which is um, conclusion of my free training sessions with Mel Dean, Bradley Ski and Comrade Williams, and then also talking to them, um, you know, in, in a podcast interview. Um, despite them being all uh, free that, you know, obviously that visually and the size of them, they're completely different. They're from different uh, parts of the world. Um, and they're obviously in three, dif three different sports. So Mel Dean, just to conclu conclude it again, is a Irish um, rugby player or was, he's retired now, he used to play for Wasps, Harlequins and also for his country. Comrade Williams, um, I think his heritage or his family from Jamaica, the Caribbean, but he represented Great Britain in the 2012 Olympic Games. He was a 400 meter, uh, meter runner. And then you had uh, Bradley Skeet, who is currently uh, Walter Waite, British outright winner, um, boxing champion. He's taken a bit, bit of a break, but within the next few months, he's going to be coming back. So um, the training sessions, um, there was a couple of like, um, not setbacks, but challenges when it came down to Comrade Willis. We were meant to go onto the track, but on that particular day, there was a um, some kind of track and field event which prevented us from going into the um, onto the field and doing the actual sprinting and some of the track work with him which was a bit of a shame because i was really looking forward to doing something a little bit different i'm typically um in the in the weights room getting stronger uh, more powerful because i'm a boxer or i'm running to build up my cardio my endurance um or lastly i'm going to be in a boxing gym this morning mimboso came down with me to do a um um, like a boxing circuit um, I'm getting ready for my own boxing fight in uh, a few months October the 26th so if anyone's around there anyone wants tickets by all means hit me up um, so I'm usually in, in in that kind of environment and I really wanted to go and train with comrades and go go into his kind of um, domain and his playground which is the, uh, the, the the track and unfortunately we couldn't do that so we had to go into the weights room um, the common theme I get from all these athletes is uh, certainly from a physical standpoint, they're very, very fit, uh, very strong in their own right. Um, quite naturally, someone like Mel Dean, who is a big uh, Irish player, very, uh, very sort of bulky, um, uh, is, is very, very different to someone like Bradley Skeet and also Comrade Williams, who are a lot more slender, a lot more, let's say, I would call athletic, but they're all very, very fit, fit, fit people. Um, Moving on to their mindset, they all understand one thing. Certainly in um, what I got from Mel Dean, like the, the main thing that stood out for me for, 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 from him, when I was in interviewing him and I was looking kind of into his eyes and he was talking to me and he had this rough kind of like the way he was describing stuff, that guy is a fucking animal. Um, and I mean that with the utmost respect. And I say that with, um, I'm actually praising him because... Um, even though some people would regard boxing as more of a violent sport, boxing is about um, is a sport and it's about uh, getting points. Even though part of boxing is a bit violent because you're obviously looking to hurt your opponent, but it's actually about getting points. Um, 
Rugby is about obviously getting tries and preventing people from, from, from getting their, scoring their goals, which is a try over the line. But he had this thing about him where you, know, you knew that if you're playing against him, no, no matter which position you're in, no matter which team you're playing for, which country you represented or how big you were, he was going to go after you and he was going to try and take you out. He, was, he used to refer to it as, um, I think, um, uh, mel- melting people, which I love that. That, uh, that saying that he was uh, he was using a couple of times. He really had that determination of taking people out and wiping them out or melting them. And I have said a, a couple of times to people in person or on my podcast that when I'm trying to get inspiration for business or motivation, when I kind of feel like I'm going for a rough patch because we all go through it, I actually turn to a lot of athletes because they're the people that, when um, times of adversity or their backs up against the wall and they're feeling not so strong, not so fit or not so determined, they find this inner um, personality and characteristics to come back and, and fight back. And Mel Dean, that certainly stood out for me with him. Moving on to Comrade Williams, what I loved about him is his uh, preparation. Now, I'm not saying that the others didn't prepare because they obviously did. They're, they're athletes and they have to. Um, I, I know fully well that if you don't prepare in the, in, in the gym and you don't, um, you know, put the hard graft in, you're going to certainly bleed a lot more when you get into the ring because you're going to get found out. And I feel that's a life lesson. If you don't put the hard work in outside of your career, outside of your job, outside of your passion, then you're going to get found out later on. It's going to show up either when you're going to miss opportunity uh, the opportunity is going to be right in front of you you know it's there but you just can't seem to grasp it because you're not prepared um, you're not going to earn the money as a salesperson it's going to show up on the board you're going to get found out that way um, and you're just not going to have that aura that energy about you the people that are, who are prepared it's not necessarily they're the fittest the strongest it's they have this aura this they use this confidence and with comrade uh, williams i no- noticed that he was talking about two, three, four, five years in advance about how he had to prepare and just qualify for certain events like the 2012 Olympic Games. So the preparation, which he had emotionally, mindset-wise, and obviously physically, really stood out for me. Mel Dean, you know, heart of a lion, you know, animal instincts, you know, really wanted to wipe people out and his, uh, his aggressiveness, which I really admired. Comrade Williams, his... Um, his, his preparation towards his craft and even when friends were saying to him, well, you're, 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 you're competing in three years' time, in a year's time, even six months' time, why don't you just let your hair down a bit and come out? He uh, understood the, the value of sacrifice, um, not going for that short-term gratification, which is going out now or doing something now which he shouldn't be doing. He understood that he had to turn his back almost on his friends, almost on a typical life that most people would live just to pursue something which uh, most people will call their dream or their, or, or their vision. And the last person, I know this is going to sound a little bit, a little bit strange, but uh, Bradley Ski is someone that I've known out the free for some time. I used to sponsor him uh, when he first was uh, making his name, name for, for, for himself as a pro boxer. And He's always had that um, inner belief. He's always wanted to be world champion, even though he hasn't got there yet. He's fought for European. He hasn't, he hasn't quite got past that point yet. But I've got no doubt that Bradley Ski 2.0, he's going to come back out and he's going to be firing all cylinders. And I believe you're going to see the best Bradley Ski. I think he might even move up a weight, but I'll 
we'll, 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 we'll see what exactly happens there. What I love about Bradley, he's very humble, very, very nice guy. Um, but we spoke about something that I didn't think we were going to speak so much about, which was the business side of it. And we spoke about the snakes and ladders effect from in boxing. Now, you probably have this with other things like track running like Comrade Williams or maybe rugby. But I would say more so with, with boxing. If you win the, uh, I know, uh, area southern title, which Bradley uh, did, English title, and then you move up to Br British, this is like, on the cusp of literally taking another two two or three fights and you're in world level. Uh, we spoke about Bradley Skeet having a contract almost signed with uh, Jeff Horn, who beat Manny Pacquiao in um, Australia, and Jeff Horn become um, a world champion, and Bradley Skeet was meant to, meant to fight for that world title. And he was literally a, a contract or a conversation away from making it happen, and he was ready. There was conversations in the media about it, and for some reason, Jeff Horn's um, uh, team didn't fancy that fight, and then he went on to fight Ter uh, Terence Crawford, who was a massive fighter. And unfortunately, Bradley Skeet took a loss against a, um, a very tough, I think, Spanish guy for the European uh, title. And then he had a comeback fight and he wasn't really prepared for it. He had some stuff going on outside of, 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 um, of boxing and, um, and, and he lost. And then a lot of people were saying to him he should retire. If they felt like he's lost, lost his spark. And he went from being this like brand, being this person. And it's almost like he's not gone down to the beginning again, but emotionally, mindset-wise, he feels like that. And what that does to an individual, whether you're in business, whether just life in general, an athlete, it actually makes or breaks people. You either become the best version of you at that point, and I would feel that if someone said to me, you need to retire now, I would take almost offense to it initially, and then I would say to myself, do you know what? I'm going to come back more aggressive, more hungry, more than more than uh, determined than ever before, not only to get to where I feel I need to be or where I've dreamt or where my vision is, which is going to be a world champion, but I'm going to show all them motherfuckers who doubted me that I am number one and I can come back from adversity. And I've got no doubt that Bradley's going to go and do exactly that. Um, and we were talking about the ebbs and flows of boxing and obviously how it's like snakes and ladders. You can be at the top of your game, um, you know, with no losses or hardly any losses on your record people throwing money at you endorsements fights you know there's all these kind of things and as soon as you take a loss or two it almost feels like you go right down to the beginning but how he's kept his mindset intact because unlike Mel Dean or Comrade Williams he's still an active pro boxer he still very much is an athlete and he still got very he still makes most of his money his um his income from boxing so um they're the main things I took from from the athletes and just to conclude this, um, even if you're not going to be an athlete, I can't emphasize how much it, how important it is. If you want to become the best version of you, a massive part of that is having energy. Having energy is going to come down to your nutrition. That's so important for an athlete. And it's also the way you train. If you're not training, you are missing a massive, massive, massive part of becoming the best version of you. You must get in the gym and you must train. Your version of gym might be a weight gym, might be a track, might be just running, might be doing boxing, might be doing MMA, might be doing football. It doesn't matter what it is. Make sure you get out there and do some sort of training. Um, 
I just want to say again, a big thank you to everyone who's listened. Big thank you to everyone that's commented. Big thank you that everyone's gone onto the podcast, YouTube channel, my Instagram, my Facebook, and reached out to me. I'd love to hear from uh, more of you. I've got some very exciting projects happening, um, and this is just the beginning. So um, I want to share my gratification to everybody and... I feel if you're looking at this podcast, I'm no expert. I'm definitely not someone to mimic at the moment. I'm definitely going to get definitely up there eventually. But right now, I'm still very much in the learning stages and still an amateur when it comes down to it. But I hope even if there's one or two of you that got, got some kind of inspiration and you're thinking about doing a podcast, just go and fucking do it. Time, time is against us um, every single day and you're either utilizing the time or you're not and I just feel that part of your profile as a individual part of your profile uh, as a business person is you should be doing a lot more things online even if it is just occasionally just to build up a digital footprint my name is Stephen Sully this is Stephen Sully study thank you very much be happy never content nice one